Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everyone, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I am Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons. And today we are covering the Death Tyrant. Hey Brian. Uh, can you do it again? Oh, why? Because <laughs> I burped. You burped during the... Just now. <laughs> I guess we'll start over. <laughs> you can just say hey, Brian. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I just burped, so I feel really good. <laughs> it was it was an impressive burp. Oh, it thanks. Was. Yeah, it was absolutely impressive. <laughs> I was impressive. confused on whether or not you heard it or not. No, I did. Based I was just, what happened I was, after. Man, we've been doing this so long. I'll roll with whatever punches you throw at me. That's right, dude. <laughs> be like the leaf. I gotta be like Flow the leaf. like water. Absolutely. Redirect that energy at your opponent and take uh, them down. Absolutely. We've got contests. Uh, we've got contests. We do. We're giving away coffee every week of this month, which spooky by the time month. this airs, it's we're we're already at, coming to the end of the final this is week. The last spooky month. Yeah. So spooky the last week. bag of coffees be given away. Check out social media if you want more info about it. Because right now we're talking about death tyrants. Brian, what happens me. when a year dedicated to a specific kind of orbular abomination collides with a month devoted to all things spooky and horrifying? Uh, soup, soup, uh, a big pumpkin. The really answer pumpkin. is this episode is the answer. This is what happens. This is it. The death tyrant. <laughs> Today we are covering the death tyrant, which is sort of like a beholder lich, Ooh. but also a lot different. Uh, powerful, malevolent, undead, and horrifying in both its appearance and intelligence level. This this skeletal abomination is perfect for a horror themed game or even as a BBEG of your standard long term campaign. It's also not a bad candidate as a patron for the Undead Pact Warlock we talked about earlier this month. That's cool. But like many things we have talked about in this game, there's two different versions of this monster. The old 2nd to 3rd edition and the newer Svelter 5th edition version. Svelter. They are quite different and we will go over both. Uh, But before we get into it, I have to ask, do you know anything about Death Tyrants, Brian? Uh, Yeah, aren't they like the skull in the monster manual? Basically, it's just like a skinless beholder. Yeah, you're you're talking about the the correct image that I'm sure you will show right here right now. Um, but do you know anything about it besides the way it looks? Uh, but after the things you just told me and that, I'm sure it does beholder stuff in some some level. In, no, in I don't really capacity. know anything. All right, about cool. It, let's let's get into it then. <laughs> so let us begin with the more recent, much cooler version of the Death Tyrant. On rare occasions, a beholder's sleeping mind drifts to places beyond its normal madness, imagining a reality in which it exists beyond death. 
This is more and more likely to begin as the beholder ages, and in its advanced age, it spends more and more time worrying about its own mortality. <laughs> the dreams of such a death-fearing beholder might reach into strange corners of reality and imagine circumstances in which the creature can live on after death. When such dreams take hold, a beholder can transform, its flesh sloughing away to leave a death tyrant behind. This monster possesses the cunning and much of the magic it had in life, but it is fueled by the power of undeath. Death Tyrant appears as a massive naked skull with a pinpoint of red light gleaming in its hollow eye socket. With its eye stalks rotted away, the ten spectral eyes hover above the creature and glare in all directions. That's so fucking cool. I know. It's just got psychic eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Now, and I, I, I'm about to say this in the notes. That this is the creme de la creme of monster design, if you ask me. Oh, I man. love this thing. That sounds great. Um, I... Yeah. I I like how it's like a midlife crisis for beholders that like brings the dreams. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's most of like it's always a midlife crisis that causes the beholder to, to fuck itself up and turn itself into something worse. Like Doctor Doom is gonna beat themselves. Yeah, beholders tend to beat themselves. It's true. Um, <laughs> but essentially, to put it in a similar term, this thing looks kind of like a demi lich with laser eyes, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, just um, a floating skull demi lich. Yeah, absolutely. So when a beholder awakens to find themselves uh, transformed into a death tyrant. Uh, it will find that though it exists in a state of undeath, its fear of being killed remains unabated. Huh. Uh, a death tyrant's paranoia about its enemies tends to be related to how it fears it will be destroyed, and its plans take that fear into account. For example, a death tyrant who imagines it will eventually be slain by dragon's fire might relocate its lair to the icier reachers of the world. Or perhaps it foresees its death might be by goblinoid raiders. A death tyrant might expend copious resources sending its minions to hunt down all goblins within 100 miles. <laughs> or take some other drastic measure to ensure that the fear never becomes a reality. Damn, there'd have to be so many fucking goblins. But can you imagine being this and getting killed by fucking goblins? I mean, I would, uh, yeah, I would picture it would be armies of goblins. It would have to be. Which do exist sometimes. Yeah, I mean, they're hobgoblins mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. Bugbears. There's lots of good, strong goblins. Yeah. just like. Goblins. Yeah. Goblins know, killed I it. I know. I know. The level one adventure <laughs> monster. Yeah. Well, I mean, goblins can also be adventurers. When do goblins start becoming, like, not relevant in the CR? You know what I mean? Like, you, where like, it becomes, like, I cannot throw this many at the players and make it be a good combat, you know? Like, um, I would say, depending on your party composition, somewhere between CR 6 and 8. Okay. 8 on the really high end, I think. That's just my... I, and we're talking about basic goblins because there are like the more advanced ones that like, you know, the chieftains and all the different variations that exist at this point. The ones that ride the ogres. Like yeah. Yeah. Guys. All yeah, that like, stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If we're uh, just talking I, I want that as a touchstone to see like what it would take to beat this thing later when we read the step. OK, sounds good. Um, as they did when they were mere beholders, death tyrants lord their power over other creatures. But their new abilities turn them into deathly despots capable of raising entire armies for them to command. The standard beholder's innate ability to quash magical energy from its central eye gives way to a more sinister power in a death tyrant, which can both negate all healing within its sight, but also transform former slaves and enemies into undead servants. Zombies created by a death tyrant are used and discarded as needed. They stand guard at the entrance of the death tyrant's lair or guard its treasure vaults. Acting as bait for traps or as combat fodder, zombies keep powerful enemies distracted while the death tyrant moves into position and prepares to destroy them. Wow. A death tyrant that embraces undeath, and let's be honest, why wouldn't it, becomes an engine of destruction. 
Driven by a hunger for power and security, it advances against humanoid settlements, using its eye race to destroy every creature it encounters, then building an army of undead. If left unchecked, a death tyrant might wipe out a, the population of a city in weeks, then set its undead eye on wider conquest with its armies of the dead. As each settlement falls, the death tyrant zombie forces build to overwhelming numbers. Now, this is a very common thing with undead in general in D&D. Very, uh, very few undead can just leave anything well enough alone. <laughs> there seems to be this undeniable need to feed on the living and to spread undeath like a disease across the lands. Yeah. Um, I it guess comes with the territory, I guess right? it just feels right. It's like, it's just, I, this feels like what I should do. There should be more people like, like me, me out yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. I can help them. <laughs> <laughs> if we consider undeath as the state of constant gnawing hunger and cold emptiness, an undead creature has an insatiable need to fill this void with life and energy, but the void cannot be filled and thus the undeath instead spreads. So like vampiric. Now, is this a like like similar to lich thing? Like do we do, is there a phylactery involved? Like what are we doing? Are no. We, are we talking about like how does this thing it just alters reality. It just makes it so. Yeah, it makes it so. Absolutely. It doesn't leave its old self behind or like birth its new lich self and kills its old self? Or is it um, like that? We've talked about that in the Bowler episode. So like yes. that can happen where rather than it transforms into a death tyrant, it actually makes a death tyrant of right. itself. Yeah. And then they have to fight to the death. It's like, man, I wish I was a death tyrant. Good night, everyone. <laughs> oh, <Exactly>. fuck. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Um, one important note about a death tyrant's ability to command undead versus other undead is the unlimited potential paired with the lack of concerted effort on behalf of the tyrant itself. Most necromancers, liches, draco liches, etc., are limited in the number of minions that they can command at any one time. It takes effort, components, and concentration. Mm. Even the most powerful necromancers can probably only actively manage a horde of a couple hundred or so undead. Before the death tyrant, this is not the case. There is no spell with components or concentration that need to, needs to be held. A zombie raised by a death tyrant is done so instantly, without ever effort, and serves its creator in a permanent capacity. A death tyrant could, in theory, literally control an army of millions. So, like, the raised dead, or, like, animate dead, is this what it's called, right? Yeah. yeah. So, the animate dead spell, you can get multiples, right? Yeah. And, and it can be bones, it could be a corpse, right? Yeah. So, uh, but the way it's worded makes it seem like you have to issue the, you can issue the same command individually to each, mm. which made me instantly picture, like, a web, like, psychic web, like, with a string attached, like, I could see that, a pin yeah. in, the, in my brain, and a pin in the, whatever, like, energy thing however that works yeah um, yeah probably horribly uh so you have you have to issue this command once but across all these different channels right. so that's how i picture like the capacity for a creature to like command a certain amount yeah absolutely i i, I like that imagery i think that that works pretty well so in previous editions uh death tyrants were much much less impressive creatures <laughs> I see. Though so still <laughs> as thoroughly reprehensible of creatures as their fifth edition counterparts, these death tyrants are undead beholders akin to zombies than undead overlords. Oh, okay. That's weird that they would still call them death tyrants. I know. That's I, such a I'm powerful name. I say that somewhere else in the notes. It's oh. like, yeah, that's such a commanding name for someone who instead gets commanded. You're it just a make zombie. Sense. Yeah, you're just a zombie. I'm the biggest death, <laughs> like, zombie thing. Absolutely. I guess that's what I, they were I going guess. with. I guess. Uh, they do retain some of their innate magical abilities. Uh, these creatures are often minions or pawns used by powerful wizards as guardians. This makes their name a bit dumb because these guys are anything but tyrants. They are <laughs> yeah, almost never encountered near other beholders who find them abhorrent. Um, which, I mean, yeah, I of course they do. A beholder's whole thing is about supremacy. And this is a version of them that is like a mindless drone. Oh yeah, in the old lore, so it's like uh, you make you're no beholder. Yeah, like yeah. you're no you're no wizard lich. You gave up your humanity long ago. Yeah, like, so there we go. Sure, absolutely. Okay. 
Although they're totally still a wizard. They're super so duper wizards. wizards so yeah, weird. that's not, maybe not the comparison, <laughs> I guess, now that I think about it. This form of death Deathrimer appears as a rotting, mold-encrusted beholder, hey. uh, gaping wounds, whether from injury or simple uh, decomposition, expose the insides of its body, and it is either missing a few eye stalks or has a milky film covering some of its eyes. Because of its zombie-like state, it moves and turns more slowly than other beholders, and it does not speak or understand any language. This type of death tyrant is created by ritual. To create a death tyrant is quite elaborate, and the components required for it typically cost around 3,000 gold pieces. To make 3,000 gold to make this shitty <laughs> fucking thing, but it'll listen to you. To make a beholder zombie is what yeah, this is. Yeah, it'll, like, it'll listen to you, though. Like this, th- you know, this, I bet it is, like, the best undead thing you can do, then, based off of this. Like, if you have all the undead monsters, which one's the best, right? Uh-huh. Maybe this thing in the old lore. If, if we're talking zombies, so if we, if we're talking if, zombies, if we're yeah. Talking, what's the best zombie? Uh, this classification of creature. It's going to be somewhere between either a zombie beholder, which exists in the monster manual, or like a, a zombie dragon. Zombie dragon. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to go with. You got okay. Maybe zombie dragon's five thousand GP. And we sure. don't got five. We got three. Yeah, maybe. exactly. So and I killed that. that beholder like three hours ago. So let's go. Let's get him. Um, Elder orbs and beholder mages, as well as necromancers, are known to be capable of casting the spell that can transform dead beholders into death tyrants. A death tyrant is programmed with specific instructions. When it is created, these instructions are usually quite simple. For example, attack all humans who enter this chamber until they are destroyed or flee. Do not leave the chamber. Um, (laughs) A death tyrant with no instructions simply attacks all living things it perceives. Though it is a mindless undead, it still fights as if it had intelligence, using its eyes as effectively as possible. Now, this does exist in 5th edition. This creature. Okay. It's just called a Beholder Zombie. Much more aptly yeah. named. Yeah. I just, this was the Death Tyrant before the current Death Tyrant, which is way cooler. Yeah, for sure. Any, they just happen to share the name. I any like questions about Death Tyrants before we get into, we got layer actions, we got regional effects, and then we got a stat block. Ooh, wow. That's a lot. Um, no, I don't have questions. Are we short resting? I think we are short resting. Let's do a short rest. Right. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everybody, this is Tom Case. And this is Will Stark. Will, could you imagine if we had our own podcast? Dude. Could you imagine? What if the Loch Ness Monster was real? Do you think they would open, like, essentially a quote-unquote Jurassic Park for this? Oh, no, no. They're not going to let anyone look at it. What if your house was haunted? Mm -hmm. Let's say it was a woman. She wants companionship. No. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not not talking about, like, love or sex or anything. You know, I I was going to bring this up, but I knew you were going to say no, so. What if someone close to you was a werewolf? Set up a camera. It would still be a full moon, so she would turn into a wolf monster. Go out in the night, probably kill some people. Oops. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, nothing I can do about that. The best in what-if entertainment. Just search Dude, Could You Imagine, anywhere podcasts can be found. We've returned. Do you have, and it's time to talk about the layer, regional effects, and stat block of the Death Tyrant. Uh, let me, William, guide you through your notes. Please, <laughs> by, by all means, go right ahead. A Death Tyrant's lair uh, is usually the same site it held as a beholder, but it contains more trappings of death and decay. A Death Tyrant encountered in its lair has a challenge rating of 15. <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm kind of going through a goth phase now. I kind of am. I am a goth phase. <laughs> More than just a phase. It's not a phase, Mom. <laughs> you know, we talk a lot about beholders with the reality of bending powers turning into a thing, but do they ever turn themselves back? Like, do they lose the reality altering power the second they change? I'm sure they could. I don't know. I've never seen it written down. They have like beholder powers. They're still they're a beholder. Yeah. I so. think maybe the rule of thumb is if they are still a true beholder, they retain that power. But if they fuck up and turn themselves into a beholder, can it's over? Maybe death tyrants don't sleep like certain fish or whatever. They just go into, like, a stasis resting point. Maybe it'll happen there. Maybe. Uh, An area that is a 50-foot cube within 120 feet of the tyrant is filled with spectral eyes and tentacles. To creatures other than the death tyrant, that area is lightly obscured and difficult terrain until initiative count 20 on the next round. Okay. Nice. That's interesting. Walls sprout spectral appendages until initiative count 20 on the round after next. Any creature, including one on the ethereal plane that is hostile to the tyrant and starts its turn within... 10 feet of the wall must succeed on a DC 17 dexterity saving throw or be grappled. Escaping requires a successful DC 17 strength, athletics, or dexterity acrobatics check. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like that. Um, although grappling generally kind of sucks. Yeah, it's not the strongest thing. No. Um, a spectral eye opens in the air at a point within 50 feet of the tyrant. One random eye ray of the tyrant shoots from that eye, which is considered to be an ethereal, uh, an ethereal source. At a target of the tyrant's choice, the eye then closes and disappears. The tyrant, the death tyrant, can't repeat an effect until all three have been used, and it can't use the same effect on consecutive rounds. It's interesting. Okay. Okay. So the way I see this is the first one, I think it's pretty much reserved for it with the death tyrant trying to run for its life. It's like, okay. bam, good luck shooting me through this, and good luck getting through it. I'm outie. 
I, I kind of like it, um, like that scene in Naruto with uh, with Itachi and Jiraiya fighting, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. makes the hallway into um, into a, like a toad stomach. Uh, vaguely, to, like, I vaguely to, like, remember that. Well, basically, it's this move, and it, they're like in the hallway, and he's like, "I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me." Right. So right. like now you're in this hallway tentacle, and you're like being funneled, and this thing can just sit at the end and fire on you. That's true. That's okay. That's a good point. That's a mu- that's a better use and a much more aggressive use. I like that. Um, the grapple one's the one that probably least impresses me. Yeah, because um, it is grappling. But DC seventeenth is, is not the worst. No, it's not. And then an extra eye, you can't go wrong with that because that's what a boulder fucking does. It shoots eye rays at you. And I don't think this thing is going to be like limited by size. These tentacles are probably going to appear to whatever size creature you're going to be dealing with. So if you have like a centaur in the party or something like that, they're still medium. They're still but medium. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about size next episode. I'm going to go on a rant. But anyways, I saw I yeah, I've been reading about yeah. size. It's fucking bonkers, man. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, regional effects. A region containing a death tyrant's lair is uh, warped by the creature's unnatural presence, which creates one or more of the following effects. See, this sort of uh, like flavor in the, the details here kind of implies that it does have that ability to change itself back into a normal beholder. At, Good point. Given the like. Uh, the reality the right altering circumstances like they it's still uh altering reality it needs a mentality to to get there right right so yeah, absolutely he's like man i got beat but i didn't get killed this sucks i was better before and it, it like goes to bed right mad. i can see that yeah <laughs> absolutely goes to bed uh okay so regional effects a region containing a death tyrant. did i read that part yes you I did. did sorry creatures within one mile of the tyrant's lair sometimes feel as if they're being watched even when they aren't so, so you might just, be being watched it's just an uncomfortable feeling you might have gazers Looking at you. Though, you got gazers? So. You might. You got gazers? We sell shampoo for that. Wcast.com <laughs> slash teespring or whatever. Uh, when a creature hostile to the tyrant and aware of its existence finishes a long rest within one mile of the tyrant's lair, roll a d20 for that creature. On a roll of 10 or lower, the creature is subjected to one random eye ray of the tyrant. If, God damn. Yeah, that's cool. If the death tyrant dies, these effects fade over the course of 1d10 days. So you might just wake up and get death raid where you stand. <laughs> that fucking sucks. Oh, it's going to be a good guy. Oh, and then you're, you're done. <laughs> wake up to a death raid. That's a fucking worst. Oh, morning. man. I'm going to start today by drinking two flasks of water. I'm going to flush all the back. <laughs> yeah, great. All right, Brian, tell me about this stat block. Let me stat it out. Let me switch over <laughs> to this tab. Yeah, baby. We got the death tyrant, which is large, undead, lawful evil with an armor class of 19 natty. I'm just a skull and some rotten flesh. <laughs> well, no, the Bone rotten flesh strong. was the old one. No, yeah, it's a shitty one. This one. We don't just, talk about that one. Yeah, this beholder drank its milk uh, when it altered reality. Indeed, indeed, it <laughs> did. It's just a skull. 187 hit points, or 25d10 plus 50, with a uh, normal beholder movement, which is zero feet walking and a fly speed of 20 hover. Strength 10, dexterity 14, con 14, intelligence 19, wisdom 15, and charisma 19. Pretty good. Yep. Not as good as the Dullahan. Which was a beast. What's the CR on this bad boy? The CR on this bad boy is 14. Yeah, hey, maybe you have that was something the number there. we said first, but 13. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, a little less balanced than the Dullahan, though. Like, in terms, like, it's, you know, brain heavy over here on the right hand <coughs> side oh, of yeah, the stats. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got uh, saving throws up the wazoo, plus five to strength, plus seven to con, plus nine to intelligence, plus seven to wisdom, and plus nine to charisma. Yeah, the Dolahan only had plus seven, so it's got him on On that. one con save, too, yeah. so it does have a beat there. Uh, skills perception plus 12. Uh, damage immunities poison. 
condition immunities, charm, exhaustion, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone. It has dark vision at 120 feet. Not true sight. And then passive <laughs> perception of 22, which is good. That's beho normal beholder stuff. Deep speech and undercommon are the languages it speaks. We already said challenge rating 14 with a plus five proficiency bonus. So I would say stronger than the Dullahan. And uh, I love all the additional saves on here, like kind of representing a beholder's paranoia. Yeah, absolutely. Being ready for everything. Mm -hmm. uh, negative energy cone. The death tyrant's central eye emits an invisible magical 150 foot cone of negative energy at the start of each of its turns. The death tyrant decides which way the cone faces and whether the cone is active. Now, does it have to turn physically to do that as well? Or can it just no. decide to shoot the cone? <clears throat> like this one makes more sense for the eye to like roll back into its skull and like be looking out the other way. To make the That's cone true. Beat. It's a laser. It's a laser eye, anyways. Yeah. Um, I think it does have to turn. Um, I would think so. Yeah. Especially I, based off the normal. Yeah, holder. but that doesn't cost it action or anything. Right. It's free. So, it's free yeah. movement. It's not even gonna count as movement. So any creature in that area can't regain hit points. Any humanoid that dies there becomes a zombie under the tyrant's command. The dead humanoid retains its place in the initiative order and animates at the start of its next turn, provided that its body hasn't been completely destroyed, which is probably really possible based yeah. off of the next things I'm gonna read. Now the <clears> main <throat> thing here is like this this guy is gonna make a very difficult for your healer to heal you oh yeah. yeah you gotta you gotta like strategically move around the battlefield to get a heal in like yeah, optimally absolutely probably mm -hmm. um teleport uh thunderstep it's really good uh anyway we got the bite it's plus five to hit reach of five feet one target it's gonna do 14 or 46 piercing damage we got the eye rays it's probably never gonna bite you uh, well, you know you never know it, i always think of it as like a last stitch <clears throat> thing yeah you know now, for the eye rays, I don't think we have to go over any of this. It's literally identical to the regular beholder. It's a, You could just list the rays. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Oh, we, okay. got, uh, we got eye rays. Death Tyrant shoots three of the following magical eye rays at random. Reroll duplicates, choosing one to three targets. It can see within 120 feet, which is standard beholder stuff. It's got the charm ray, the paralyzing ray, the fear ray. Those do charming, paralyzing, and fear stuff. <laughs> so look up condition immunities. And we got the slowing ray. The target must succeed on... Um, I gotta scroll back up to the top. DC 17 deck save on a fail. The speed is halved. Enervating ray, uh, DC 17 con save, taking 36 or 88 necrotic damage. Telekinetic ray, sleep ray, petrification ray, <coughs> disintegration ray, which is always good. I'll just read this one again because it's so good. It is good. Uh, if the target is a creature, it must succeed on a DC, and not like a construct, I guess. Uh, it must succeed on a DC 17 dexterity saving throw, take 45 or 10 D8 force damage. Force damage is cool. If the if this uh, damage reduces the creature to zero hit points, the body becomes a pile of fine gray dust, which then you can sell to drug addicts. If the target is large or smaller, non-magical object or creation of magical force, it is disintegrated without a saving throw. If the target is huge or larger object or creation of magical force, this ray disintegrates a one a sorry a ten foot cube of it. And then we got the death ray causes you death or uh, yeah, or ten d ten damage. Yeah, DC seventeen deck save. 55 or 10 d 10 necrotic damage. If you drop to zero, you did. No saves. So essentially, <clears throat> the only real difference is, I'm looking at the two stat blocks, between the Beholder and the Death Tyrant is uh, Death Tyrant gets a plus one AC, a little more, a smidge more HP. It has all those immunities from being undead. So the Charm, Exhaustion, Paralyzed, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. So, I mean, that's a pretty big bonus. Um, and then, of course, the negative the energy cone. That's yeah. the big one. Otherwise, it's pretty much identical to the Beholder, which is makes sense, but maybe a little lazy. I feel like... Some of these rays could have been changed to be more like, I don't know, 
undead, undeady, undead themed. But uh, I mean, it, can this thing? It can. It can animate dead though, right? Like you were saying in the lore, like with its can, negative energy cone. With the negative energy cone, yeah, that's what it's doing. It becomes a zombie. <clears throat> oh, I see. And you okay. just raise infinite zombies. Well, all right. I mean, what else could you do though? Like it, with the rays, how wh- how would you get creative here? I mean, I would look at a lot of like um, necromancy spells and see if I can't turn some of those into rays. Okay. I mean, I don't have one off the top of my head, but I think um, probably somewhere between uh, spell levels of like three and six. Maybe it's already pick a doing few of those. like necrotic damage. Yeah, you got these, necrotic right? damage and you have death, right? Like disintegration and death ray can stay. Maybe change um, out petrification for something yeah. like undead flavored because that's like more of a standard or like the tele. I don't know. I, I like the telekinetic ray. It makes for really funny situations. Sure, absolutely. Like I said, I would just I would think about it and I would look through the catalog and see if there's anything that catches my eye to give it a little extra flavor. Um, but other than that, like I don't really have a complaint. This is a terrifying monster, and yeah. one I've never have really had the opportunity to run. Um, we homebrew raise every episode at the end if you want to stick around. It's true. Uh, it's so true. Maybe, well, not yeah. this episode. We don't. This episode is going to be different. Yeah. Um, but you know, any non-beholder related episode. Uh, I'm sorry. This thing has legendary actions, so it can take three legendary actions. It basically just does an eye ray, which is the same as the beholder. Yeah. Exactly the same. Just Anything you want to add about the death tyrant? Uh, I mean, I have nothing to add because I read all the stuff it does. Okay. So I'm not going to like, we already talked about like homebrewing the rays. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's the main thing I would change about it. Uh, other other than that, I think what carries a death tyrant um, in your campaign is probably its personality. Like, yeah. Give well, what's its voice like? What's its prerogative? What's its goals? What's its personality? What's its interactions with your players? Like that's going to make it the most interesting uh, death tyrant it can be that's probably one of the best things you can like try to work out for like really fun interactions in campaign is like yeah. find a way to have a dialogue involved with the, your monster yeah. without having a confrontation right um and then like there's the other side of that too like the dual hand we talked about last episode you don't need a conversation with that thing that thing's so fucking interesting just the interaction of fighting it right but you the, might be running away from that shit yeah like, exactly this, this is like you're sneaking around it's lair maybe you hear it like echoing down the hallway it's like talking to itself right giving out instructions exactly yes yes this thing is a really well thought out being with probably an extensive background that can be as interesting or interesting as your dm wants to make it you can find a way to divinate on it and like have the interaction there yeah like uh, humans, I yeah. I let you talk to, I let you see in on me, and I want to show you my beams. I'm <laughs> my beams. I'm pretty sure that there is some sort of a variant version of the beholder that can use uh, magic because the whole thing about beholders is like they don't use magic. It's kind of like uh, mind flayers, where it's like it's against their their beliefs, kind of. And also with the with the central eye of a beholder, it's anti-magic, so it it's, doesn't make for great magic using. This is the part of it all but, that doesn't make sense to me because but, of these rays. What are they? They're just, I am sleep They're rays. reality altering things. Yeah, so it's not magic, it's but just. My point here is that like a death tyrant probably doesn't have the same qualms as a regular beholder, because number one, it doesn't have an anti-magic eye, so it, that's not getting in the way. Number two, it's undead, what does it care? Like Time to become a fucking lich. Like or but not a lich. It's time to become an undead wizard who doesn't have to deal with the phylactery problem. Yes, uh, but the phylactery isn't necessarily uh, a problem. problem if it's you're doing it's got it right. pros and cons. It's yes. got pros and cons. Yes, but you're taking all that. All those pros and cons don't exist. Yeah. You just have like 
a pseudo. Yeah, there's something missing here. I think is what we're getting at. Like, hmm? there's there's just something missing about this stat block. Like, the stat block is what it is. It, the interesting thing is going to come from everything you do outside of it. That's kind of where I sit. Um, yeah, yeah, add something to this because it, it needs it. I feel like it's. Yeah, like I think I can agree with they that. They didn't salt this beholder enough. No, yeah, no salt. It, it's it's all there. Like the the yeah. skeleton of it's got great really really good is right there. Just needs a little spice. Just needs a little coriander. Paprika. <laughs> Oh, I just said that so bad. Did you know that coriander coriander is cilantro? Oh, really? Is yeah. it like dry, just dried? No, it's just it's just cilantro. It's, it's just cilantro. It's just the it's just the English word for cilantro. Oh, dang! And coming from California, we didn't know that because we've always called it cilantro. I just have cilantro. Look, we're taking a long rest now. Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to the long rest. This is the part of the episode where we normally build a holder this year, and we talk about a whole bunch of uh, housekeeping stuff and do fun jokes. But uh, this is not a fun joke. This is a fact about beholders. Will, did you know that beholders, when they eat, they metabolize 100% of the uh, material that they ingest? Oh, so so no poops. No poops for the beholders. Not even, not even a butthole. Not even, no butthole necessary. No butthole. It's a smooth Ken doll situation all the way down and all the way back. <laughs> um, well, that's pretty impressive because, I mean, does that mean they can eat anything? Or are beholders picky about what they eat because they're like, oh, no, I can't digest all of that. That's going to cause a problem. Is that how some beholders just spontaneously die? They accidentally eat something that they can't digest? They forget to vom. Okay. You know. In- interesting. Like uh, Greek mythos or like hundred, not mythos, but uh, like Greek history and like Hunger Games. People just go to the bathroom to vom so they can go eat more. That's, oh, I see. Or I like, see. or like Attack on Titan. So it just know? sits in there until they vomit it they out. They just have a that's clump disgusting. of whatever up in their guts, and then like, Nasty. yeah. If they go to bed with a clump in their body, they, can't, they no butthole, right? They can and, choke and die. And you know, if they okay, so let's say they're uh, they get. So they they metabolize one hundred percent of the food that they eat. When I say that, I mean one hundred percent of the food that they need to eat. And beyond is what happens. What you say, they get that. Oh. They get yeah. So if they go to bed, they become. Uh, they they alter reality, become the mouth of Gorlantor. Oh, okay, makes sense. Yeah. All right. So what what else we got to talk about <laughs> okay. today, Brian? That was good. Uh, <laughs> we are going to talk about uh, shit. Uh, we've got a we've got a Discord, or there is a Discord that exists. Go there and and be D and D. Yeah, link for that will definitely be in the description. It pretty much always is. Oh yeah, I remember what I was supposed to say. I just like threw that out because I couldn't remember. But we got a PO box. Um, uh, thanks to everybody who watched our Dredge into Shadowmire Keep episode that we dropped. Um, I realized I forgot to put the description, the PO box in the description of that video on YouTube, but did it on the podcast side. Uh, but it, it'll be on all the episodes that aired after that, which is to say several. Uh, but I'm gonna hit it with you here. You can send us stuff at a PO box. The PO box is one seven. It's gonna be PO box. <laughs> excuse me. PO box one seven eight four Upland, California. Nine one seven eight five. You want to send us something? Now you can do it. We've had a lot of requests, so um, we finally have a way that you can do that. That isn't my home address. You can't just be giving that out. Uh, don't worry about sending like packages and stuff. They said they would hold them like behind the counter. No big deal. Nice. If you want to send us something but can't think of what to send, uh, we also have an Amazon wish list. You can just go like check that out and see what we got on there. It's mostly stuff for our YouTube background. Um, or like musical instruments for those of you that watch Super Quest Saga or other live plays. I do, I do all the music. So if you get me an instrument, I will use it in like the next thing I make. Um, and I'll be sh- anything that you guys buy us, we're going to shout you out on the show. Like, oh, yeah, uh, like absolutely. we do with uh, yeah. like Patreon and stuff. Like if you give us stuff, we're going to let people know that you are awesome. 
Um, and you're all awesome for, for listening, so you don't have to do any of this stuff, but people ask us. So we finally took the plunge. Um, yeah, I'm looking at our YouTube background right now, and um, it needs more dragons. So <laughs> yeah, uh, More dragons! More miniatures! Uh, we've we've branched over. I've bought plenty of dice, but those are hard to display. Now, what else we got, Will? Uh, thanks for everybody who participated in contests. I hope you enjoy your coffee. Yeah, we should have, at this point, company. given away three bags, and there should be one more on its way somewhere. A fourth bag. Get on our Twitter and our Instagram if you want to know more about the coffee giveaways. Um, next episode, we'll be well, announcing over. a new book. At, well, it'll be over like five days after. If you want to go drops. see the record of us giving away a bunch of coffee and that's, asking people to share the show, you can do that. That's true. Thanks for helping visibility here. Um, Patreon people, we are getting you a new uh, yearly item. 20 mm -hmm. bucks and up, you can get this item. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Do we want to announce what it is or do we know what it is? Do um, I know what it is? I I'm have not, an idea of what it is. I'm not 100%. I know what I want it to be, mm. but we're still trying to confirm. Because unfortunately, Patreon does this thing where it doesn't allow us to put our images on certain items unless the Patreon pledge is of a certain height. And... Although I feel like $20 a month is an amazing amount to give. Apparently, Patreon thinks it ain't shit. So they don't give us a lot of options, but we're going to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, not for sweaters anyway. Like, yeah, like I, want, I, I wanted to do hoodies one year and they wouldn't let us do hoodies. So Yeah, we have to charge like a lot. Yeah. Uh, we have to make a brand new tier that we don't already have. That's, I think, is like... Exorbitant? Yeah. yeah and I think you so. will get a sweater and all the other stuff, which is dope. Yeah, it like, is dope. It's just, uh, well, that's yeah. A lot. We'll figure it out. And as soon as I know, uh, Brian will know, and then social media will know, and everyone will know. The good news is we have art being, being made for whatever it is that we're going to put it on. Indeed. Um, and I think you guys are going to fucking love it. It's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm very excited about it. And anyone who's interested in that or any of the other bonus content we do, please uh, go to Patreon.com and pledge. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be the best one, the best yeah. one yet, I think. Uh, yeah, go to Patreon.com slash DungeonCast, get the bonus content, blah, 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 blah. Uh, what are we missing here? I don't think we're Something missing anything. We're missing. I think we got it all in. We're missing something. Let's call it a game. We'll call it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Happy Halloween. The Dungeon Cast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.